America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A shooting out. Police, they were here within, it seemed like a couple of minutes. All right, shooting outside a big box retailer. New York's governor addresses the triple-demic surging cases of flu, COVID, and RSV. A one-day labor union strike underway at the New York Times. A televised warning from Russia's president that the risk of a nuclear war is rising. An ethics investigation launched into New York Congresswoman AOC over her attendance at the Met Gala. A shooting involving two separate groups. This happened outside of a Walmart right near the Atlanta suburb of Marietta. It prompted an evacuation of the 203,000-square-foot big-box retailer. Several people were hurt. The condition of one person rushed to a hospital is unknown at this time. Gail Parks, a shopper, spoke to Fox 5 Atlanta. I hear this guy start yelling, active shooter, active shooter, and he was... He was on the other side of the cashiers, and he was flying, just flying down the aisle, just running as hard as he could. And then people started taking off. Deputy Chief Ben Cohen said police responded to a call of an active shooter, finding the two groups known to each other involved. Several people were detained for questioning, according to the deputy chief. Well, health officials in New York State and here in New York City dealing with a triple whammy, flu, COVID, and RSV cases expected to spike even more due to holiday gatherings and travel. The uptick is putting a strain on New York City hospitals and those throughout the state. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul is urging folks to get up to date with their flu and coronavirus vaccine shots. Step up this time. Step up in December and January. Get us through February. Get us through the worst times by just, if you're going to see somebody that's in a vulnerable situation, just get tested. Statistics show only 13% of New York's population eligible for the latest COVID booster and flu have actually gotten their shots. The state has seen a 75% increase in positive flu cases since the start of the flu season started eight weeks ago. And that uptick is very early for the flu, according to health officials. New York Times workers, they are on strike until 11.59 p.m. today. It is the largest work stoppage at the New York Times since 1978. The unionized workers of the New York Times are encouraging readers as well to join their digital picket line by not engaging with any Times content today. Democratic Congressman Jamal Bauman spoke in support of the strikers on Twitter. Do not cross the digital picket line. Let us stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters who are walking off the job in protest to make sure they earn the wages they deserve. At issue, pay increases, health insurance and pension plans. Workers have gone more than two years without a pay raise. 
Members of the union also insisted that workers be able to retain the option to work remotely indefinitely as opposed to the New York Times original mandatory deadline of July 2023. According to Vanity Fair this morning, staffers and reporters have been asked to file stories earlier. Well, internal messaging from a chief human rights resource officer has said workers will not be paid for the day if they take part in that strike. During a televised meeting with officials, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned that the risk of nuclear war is rising. Putin, however, insisted Moscow has not gone mad. Leon Panetta, former defense secretary under President Obama, spoke to CNN about he would want the United States to respond if the Russians, in fact, use nuclear weapons. Well, I think the president has uh, has done this and made very clear uh, that uh, if the Russians use uh, nuclear weapons, that uh, there would be catastrophic consequences uh, to the use of that kind of weapon. Uh, And I think that's exactly what should happen. Putin's stepped-up rhetoric comes after months of speculation that the likelihood of Russia using nuclear weapons in Ukraine was rising as its forces suffer increasingly embarrassing defeats in the 10-month-old war in Ukraine. There have also been fears Putin may resort to using a dirty bomb and chemical weapons. Well, AOC, a member of the far-left squad, is under investigation by the U.S. House Ethics Committee. The committee in a statement confirmed that Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the Bronx is involved in a probe. The move comes after House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy recently reiterated his pledge to remove Democratic representatives Adam Schiff of California, Eric Solwell of California, and Ilhan Omar of Minnesota from their committee posts as Speaker of the House next year. One thing I said from the very beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector. Why would we ever give him a security clearance in the secrets to America? So I will not allow him to be on intel. You have Adam Schiff who had lied to the American public time and again. We will not allow him to be on the intel committee either. AOC's office said we are confident that this matter will be dismissed. Fox News reporting the American Accountability Foundation, a conservative watchdog group, filed an ethics complaint against AOC over her attendance at the lavish Met Gala in New York City. AOC sparked a social media firestorm after she wore a white dress with the slogan, Tax the Rich, at the star-studded event where she allegedly accepted free tickets. Nearly a dozen Senate Republicans talked to the Hill following lukewarm victories in the midterms, not the anticipated red wave. Most cited three reasons for the poor midterm showing, including Herschel Walker's loss just Tuesday in that special runoff in Georgia. They cited things like Canada quality, the inability to look beyond the 2020 election results, and also the presence of former President Donald Trump. Here's Indiana Senator Mike Braun. Canada quality does count. And then you could never have anything that's going to resonate generally if there's not a clear plan of what you're for. We are basically for nothing, and we complain about it along the way and then say, well, maybe we'll tell you after we're uh, elected. It's not going to work. In the uh, Senate gubernatorial and secretary of state races, Trump-endorsed candidates went 2-14 and 14 with only Governor-elect Joe Lombardo in Nevada and Senator Ron Johnson in Wisconsin emerging victorious. Former President Trump had an outside team conduct a deeper search, meanwhile, for any government documents at four properties, which turned up at least two more documents marked classified. ABC News has confirmed, according to sources familiar with that matter. 
The documents were recovered at a storage unit that is owned by the federal government and maintained by the General Services Administration in West Palm Beach, Florida. The sources told ABC News the Department of Justice has been notified of the document's existence. The news of the search and discovery was first reported by The Washington Post. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia not giving up his fight to reform the nation's energy approval policies. They were not included in the annual defense spending bill. Manchin tried to pass the provisions in a stopgap funding measure earlier this year, but the effort failed. Manchin believed his efforts flopped due to what he called revenge politics. It's come to me, what I'm hearing is it's like a revenge politics. Uh, And basically revenge towards one person, me. And I'm thinking, this is not about me. This is about something uh, uh, that Bernie has never, Bernie has never supported anything about permitting reforms. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell criticized Manchin's efforts on Tuesday as reform in name only. Second gentleman Doug Emhoff condemned a recent uptick in hateful rhetoric uh, against Jewish people. He also warned of an epidemic of hate facing the country. Emhoff made the comments during a roundtable focused on combating anti-Semitism. There's an epidemic of hate facing our country. We're seeing a rapid rise in anti-Semitic rhetoric and acts. Let me be clear. Words matter. People are no longer saying the quiet parts out loud. They are literally screaming them. Emhoff, the husband of VP Kamala Harris, vowed to continue speaking out against hate, bigotry, and lies in his position representing the Biden administration. He led the roundtable at the White House with leaders from the United Synagogue of Conservative Judaism, American Jewish Committee, and the National Council of Jewish Women, among other groups. Representative Lee Zeldin said Wednesday he will likely not run for the Republican National Committee chairperson position. He also called on current chair Ronna McDaniel to step down following a lack of an anticipated red wave for Republicans in the midterms. Zeldin spoke yesterday with host Sid Rosenberg during a Sid and Friends in the Morning program right here on 77 WABC. I believe that she should change her mind and decide that she's not going to go forward with this run, that would change the dynamics of the race. Selden wrote to RNC leaders last month laying out the case for his potential bid after his surprisingly competitive run for New York governor. He lost by just six points to Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul in heavenly blue New York State. Current Chair Ronna McDaniel has the backing she needs to win a fourth term in January. An Arizona sheriff says there is a major security problem at the southern border. And Joe Biden's statement that there are more important things to do was a slap in the face to the American people. Pinal County Sheriff Mark Lamb joined Fox and Friends Wednesday to respond to Biden's refusal to visit the border while visiting Arizona. We are allowing unprecedented amounts of people, unprecedented amounts of fentanyl to come into this country Um, The slavery is increasing every day in this country, and it is all happening right at the southern border. And for the president to say they have more important things than that is really a slap in the face to the American people. Lamb said despite statements from Biden officials, including DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, the border is not secure. And additionally, he said the Biden administration 
does not care about the ongoing border crisis. 77 WABC News Time 515. Here's Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your Thursday morning early news sports update. Uh, we'll start on the ice here. Just the Rangers in action last night. They took care of the Golden Knights in Vegas by a score of 5-1. to one. Mika Zibanejad came to play with two goals and an assist, and the Rangers exploded in the third with three goals in under two minutes. Capped off by this Alexi Lafreniere tally that brought the lead to 4-1. to one. Lafreniere's got the puck. Now Fox centers to Benajad. Lafreniere scores! Oh, what a great job the Rangers did finding the opening and taking advantage of the goaltender without the stick. That call courtesy of MSG. Don't look now, but the Blue Shirts, they're heating up as they've gone 7-2-1 in their last 10 contests. They'll be back in action tomorrow night in Colorado, taking on the Avalanche. Over to the uh, Hardwood now. Knicks, they bury the Atlanta Hawks at MSG, 113-89. is always some added tension when the Hawks come to town, giving Atlanta star Trey Young's ability to grind the gears of the MSG faithful. But Julius Randle and the Knicks help fans forget all about that drama with the good old-fashioned beatdown last night. Randle went for 34 points and 17 rebounds, including six buckets from beyond the arc as the Knicks cruise to their 12th victory on the year. Up next, they'll get the Hornets in Charlotte tomorrow night. And speaking of those very Hornets, the Nets took care of them by a score of 122-116 to 116 in Brooklyn last night. Kyrie Irving, he led the way with his 33 points, complemented nicely by Kevin Durant's 29. And Brooklyn, they outlast the Hornets to move ahead of the aforementioned Hawks for sole possession of fourth place in the Eastern Conference. They'll get a closer look at Atlanta tomorrow night when they're set to pay Brooklyn a visit. And, of course, Week 14 kicking off on Thursday night football tonight. Man, the season's really flying by. How about it? Week 14, Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, as per usual, that'll be an 8.15 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. Kickoff, excuse me, and the Raiders, they're six and a half. Favorites. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Now, Justin, yesterday you were ready to enter therapy over whether or not Aaron Judge would be re-signing with the Yankees. Yeah. Now, are you okay today? I'm very much okay, actually. Have, have the Yankees actually formally announced this yet? They haven't formally announced it. It's uh, it's an agreement uh, right now, so they still obviously have uh, the uh, I's to dot and the T's to cross. And then, uh, presumably, sometime in spring training, uh, they'll hold a press conference and name him captain. That's what everybody seems to think, so... Yeah, and the deal is what, like six hundred million bucks? Nine <laughs> years, eight, nine years, six hundred and sixty, something well, like that. Slow your roll, Deb. It's, oh, it's uh, not, not quite there. It's not. It's nine, nine years, three hundred and sixty million dollars. Oh my goodness! But wow. it might as wow. well be six hundred million. I don't know. Oh goodness! <laughs> wow. I guess with taxes, maybe I, they should bump it up. Yeah, maybe they should. Right? And why not? All right. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the seventy-seven WABC Lou Dobbs financial report. Wall Street struggles after economic data has investors fearing more interest rate hikes. Stocks slightly lower at the end of trading yesterday. The S and P's losing streak at five sessions. Economists still targeting a fifty basis point rate hike next week. Concern mounts over how much longer the Fed will raise rates. Consumer credit up more than $27 billion in October, more than a billion above Wall Street's expectations. Credit card balances up 15% this year, the largest increase in two decades. The New York Fed says delinquencies are on the rise as well. The Disney Plus price hike takes effect today. The ad-free monthly subscription is going up 3 bucks. CEO Robert Iger says the company is putting more focus on Disney Plus profits in the new year. Please join me several times each 
weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Looking at futures, the Dow up 14 points at 33,639, up 0.04%. The S&P up three points. The Nasdaq's risen 24 and a quarter points. Gold down $4.20 an ounce. Crude oil at $72.92 a barrel. That's up 91 cents. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. All right, uh, looking at our next stories, uh, two men arrested last month uh, for threats against New York synagogues have now been indicted. And with that story, 77 WABC's Alex Barnard. Christopher Brown of Aquaba and Matthew Marr of Manhattan face conspiracy and weapons charges. Brown is also charged with making terroristic threats. The pair were arrested at Penn Station on November 18th. Richard Prem, COO and Deputy National Director of the Community Security Service, spoke to Fox 5 after the arrests were made. It's about sharing resources and I'll use the tools that we collectively have at our disposal to identify these threats early on. Brown allegedly posted threats against the Jewish community hours before their arrests. Authorities have described the plot as a, quote, developing threat to New York's Jewish community. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. A 25-year-old woman was strangled as she sat on a bench for the southbound number two subway train. This happened inside of the Grand Army Plaza subway station in Prospect Heights uh, in what police say appears to be gang-related violence. This happened about 1245 in the morning. The woman was approached from behind by a group of male suspects who surrounded her, strangled her and dragged her by the neck off the bench. This incident comes as new numbers show crime in New York City subways is actually down 12.8 percent for November from a year ago. New Yorkers react. Personally, it's just like you still have to take precautions, even though it might seem like it's going down. Anything can just happen in any second. I completely agree with her. I'd still keep my guard up and make sure I'm safe anywhere that I go. They spoke to ABC7. Police released images of the suspects, which show two of them carrying longboard skateboards. The one was treated at the scene by EMS. So far, no arrests. A Brooklyn woman is among a duo suing Apple in a class action lawsuit. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. Two women allege the tech giant's air tags are unreasonably dangerous products that can be used by stalkers. They say they're suing on behalf of all those who were tracked by air tags without consent, asking the court to find Apple guilty of negligence, product liability, violating privacy rights, and other consumer violations. The suit was filed Monday in San Francisco Federal Court. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. Police are searching for three gunmen who shot four men in the Bronx Tuesday night. This violence outside of the Bronx Gourmet Deli that's on East 180th Street in the West Farm section happened just before six at night. A 62-year-old man among four men shot and also a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 17-year-old also suffering gunshot wounds to their legs. A victim's cousin only agreed to speak to ABC7 without showing his face or using his name. Innocent bystander. He said, I'll be right back. He went out, get some Chinese food. Next thing you know, he came. Somebody told me he got shot. Turn God to anybody. Got to be careful. I said, I'm to be outside. All four victims were taken to nearby hospitals, and police are looking for three men who approached the men from behind in black hoodies and started shooting. 
The NYPD is still investigating which of the victims may or may not have been intended targets. They have yet to publicly identify the suspects. New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy admitted to the hospital for what is described as a minor procedure. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Governor Murphy home resting after undergoing what's being called minor outpatient surgery on Wednesday. Murphy's office telling NJ.com the minor procedure went well as expected but didn't give any other details. The procedure was done at a New Jersey hospital. is said to be unrelated to the governor's kidney cancer surgery in 2020. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A final farewell for fallen Yonkers Police Sergeant Frank Goldino. It got underway at 11 a.m. yesterday. That funeral mass was celebrated at Sacred Heart Church in Yonkers. Yonkers Police Commissioner Christopher Sapienza spoke to reporters. There's a sea of blue. Uh, cops are standing patch to patch to support the family. Uh, and I'm getting calls. I'm getting uh, emails, letters of condolences from all over the country right now because... Everybody wanted to do this for Frank. The 53-year-old sergeant was killed in the line of duty last week in a tragic head-on crash on Tuckahoe Road in Yonkers. It happened when investigators say an inexperienced 16-year-old driver lost control of a speeding BMW M5, crossed a double yellow line, and crashed into oncoming traffic, hitting Baldino's car and a Westchester County Beeline bus. Sergeant Goldino was a 24-year police veteran. He was set to retire this August. He is survived by his wife and two children. Former President Barack Obama spoke at a gala in New York City to promote and honor the work of a nonprofit group founded by families of those massacred at Sandy Hook Elementary nearly a decade ago. He lamented that more tangible change on gun violence still eludes a blood-soaked country. In 2022, there has not been a single week, not one, without a mass shooting somewhere in America. Outside a handful of failed states, we are unique among nations in tolerating the proliferation of guns on our streets and allowing civilians to routinely purchase high-powered weapons of war. December 14th will mark 10 years since the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School. 21st graders and six adults were killed before gunman Adam Lanza turned the weapon on himself. The last Boeing 747 plane rolled out of a factory in Washington State last night. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has the story. The plane was built for Atlas Air, which is slated to take delivery in the early part of 2023. That's more than 50 years after the first 747 entered service in January of 1970. Even though the end is nearing for the 747 program, John Sutter, the grandson of the late Boeing aircraft designer Joe Sutter, told LehamNews.com the legacy will live on. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. If you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, WABCRadio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.